0: I don't know about you, but I love that song. Um, I'm very thankful, very thankful that goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. I'm thankful this morning. Are you thankful this morning? That goodness and mercy and grace and love is going to follow you all the days of life. The requirement, the requirement, you know what's awesome? The only thing that you have to do, be still. Be at rest. Wait. Trust. Believe God for what his word has said. I say this often. This word does not return void. And what he says in this word is true, and it's true for today. His word is yes and amen. His words are promises and and hope and life for your life. Be still. And watch as surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Amen. I'm excited to preach this morning, this last message of this series called Pure Gold. How many of you have uh, been encouraged and challenged um, and, and spoken to over these couple of weeks that we've been talking about this idea of pure gold, this, this concept, this, this, this biblical truth of, of wisdom found throughout Proverbs. Proverbs is a powerful book, and it's a book filled with insight and truth and pure gold, pure wisdom from heaven. More than ever today, you and I know that we need wisdom. We need help. We need discernment. We need words from heaven. We need to know what God is doing and what he is saying and how he is speaking, especially in this day and age today. Everybody is living by their truth, right? My truth. I want to live by God's truth. And I want you to live by God's truth because what I know about God's truth is it leads you, it guides you, it directs you into goodness and into mercy and into strength upon strength, glory to glory, grace upon grace. It leads you into the favor and the insight of who God is. Amen? And so we've been discovering different topics of what it means to walk in pure gold. And um, I'm excited for today's final message um, this is a topic that I believe is all throughout Scripture. It's a, it's a thing that, that is, is discussed, it's covered, it's, it's, it's talked about, it's weaved throughout Scripture. And this is this. Godly friendships. Friendships. Godly friendships. Godly relationships. This isn't a, all for you single people, a marriage seminar. Okay? So, we good? This is for all of us. What it means... To walk in pure gold of being a godly friend. How many of you know we are called to be friends to people? We are called to walk in community with people. We're called to do life together. There's a saying, it's better together, right? So this is a a call. This is is throughout scripture. And I want to talk today. I want to have a conversation today. Can we have a conversation? I'm going to do my best to have a conversation and not preach. (laughs) We'll see how this goes. But I want to have a conversation of what it means to surround yourself with quality people. What does the word say about who you should surround yourself with? A few verses today that I want to read at the forefront that are found in Proverbs. And then I'm going to read a a New Testament story that I actually read um, during our our Vision Sunday back in January. If you were here and remember that, I read the same story back then. This is what's awesome about God's Word. You can read a story today and read it three weeks, four weeks, six months later, and you get something completely different from it because it's living. The Word is living. It's breathing. It's active. Okay? So this Word is a powerful tool. It's a powerful thing for our lives. And so I'm going to read a New Testament scripture as well, but I entitled this Pure Gold, Sharpen It. Pure Gold, Sharpen It. All right, here we go. Proverbs 12, I got a couple of verses here. They're going to be up on the screen. Anybody thankful for technology? For all of you that did not bring your Bibles this morning, I'm judging you all. I'm kidding, kind of, kind of. Some of you on your phones right now pulling up the Bible, get off of Instagram, get off of that social media. I, this, right, we all know what this is, okay? I'm just kidding. Read it from your phone. It's cool. Or read it from the big screen. Calling people out already right at the beginning. of My wife is giving me that look. Like, Here we go. Uh, Proverbs 12, 16. The godly, everyone say godly. The godly give bad advice. The godly give good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. Proverbs 17, 17 says this. A friend is always, everyone say always, always loyal. And a brother is born to help in time of need. Proverbs 27, 17 says this, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Very familiar scripture there, right? As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And then Mark 2 1 through 12, I'm going to read this story. Jesus is here on earth. His ministry is happening. He's doing incredible things, and this is the story. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon, the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no room, no more room, even outside the door. The house is full, right? It's full. Packed house. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head. A sight to see, right? Imagine, I said it back in January, imagine if someone just started drilling right above us. We'd all exit the place real quick. We would leave. We would not be sure of what's happening. We would, we would definitely, I would. I'd be the first one out the door, just letting you all know. For you that no, I'm staying in the presence of God. I'm leaving. If there is someone drilling through the ceiling, I'm gone, right? These people are in this room. It's packed. It says that four friends, I know in this translation it says four, boy, it's four friends are bringing their friends. They can't get into the house, so they get to the roof, and they start digging a hole in the roof. Then they lowered the man, some translations say friend, on his mat, Right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. I love scripture. It just calls out people all the time. Let's not have that posture, right? Let's not be like them. Right? Jesus knew immediately that they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question in, this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to a paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. So Jesus is just giving a lesson right there. In between the miracle, he's just giving a lesson. He's just teaching right there. That's powerful teaching, right? But this is what I want to focus on too. Uh, verse, and then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. This is what Jesus does. He does things that we have never seen done before. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you will touch it, anoint it in a greater measure. God, speak which you may have. May the words that come out of my mouth be from you and you alone and nothing else, God. I pray, God, that today we will understand, we will grasp, we will learn, we will come to the resolve of what it means to be a good friend. Thank you for being a friend to us. We love you. We bless you. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody says? And everybody says? Come on, anybody thankful for Jesus this morning here in this place? Man, I'm so excited about this. I I was looking up you know, that scripture of iron sharpens iron, and I was once again going to YouTube where I find all my educational resources because it's very educational. Everything on there is true. Um, and so uh, I was watching, you know, uh, the, these these men, these blacksmiths create swords, and, and I was thinking immediately to Braveheart, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I was thinking of what an amazing uh, movie that was. Anyways, side note. Um, <laughs> And I was thinking, man, it's so powerful when these guys actually do that, when they forge these swords, how powerful. First of all, they got to hit them, but they're hitting them with iron. Iron is hitting iron, and that's what makes it so sharp. It's pretty cool to see and pretty neat to see. If you haven't seen that, go to youtube.com. Is that what it is? YouTube.com and put in there blacksmith. It'll show you. It's incredible. A lot of videos, a lot of videos. But I was watching and I was thinking, man, if this this blacksmith doesn't use the right tool, if it doesn't use iron to sharpen iron, they're not going to make the sword that they need to make, right? They may have something come out of that, but it's not a sword. It's not a thing of power. It's not a thing of strength. It's not a thing of might. It's not a thing of courage. See, if we as people, if we don't sharpen one another... We will lack courage. We will lack strength. We will lack insight. We will not be strong as God has called us to be strong. This is true. This is the Bible. This isn't JP's version of the Bible. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens another. We have to, and we're called to, sharpen one another. Relationships matter in our lives. Friendships matter in your lives. We were called from the very beginning of time to be in community with one another, right? In the beginning, the garden, he didn't just put Adam there with a bunch of animals. He put Adam and Eve there because he said, it is good, right? It is good so that they be together, right? I say this all the time. This is in my notes, and forgive me, but I get really, really scared for people that isolate themselves, I do. I get really nervous. I actually shouldn't say nervous or scared. My heart breaks for people, especially people that are followers and love Jesus when they step back and they isolate themselves from the rest of the community, the rest of the church, because I get concerned because we were never called to be that way. We were called to do life together. We were called to cultivate together. We were called to build together, but we were called to build each other up together. From the beginning. This isn't like this is a new concept. This isn't like this is a new thing. This has been happening from the beginning of time. And I think today, I, 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 I take a step back, right? And I, and I try to see what's happening all across the cities, especially. And I, and I break when I see people walking down the streets. And I see I ask the Lord to show me, and I, and I see the hurt, I see the pain, I see the, 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 the feeling of being alone. There is people in this room, you've walked in here this morning, and you feel alone. I'm here to tell you that this church is here for you. These people that are sitting next to you are here for you. We are never called to do life alone. Amen? Amen. We are always called to do life together. We're called to sharpen each other. We're called to build each other up. But that doesn't mean that friendships that are the, the friendships that you and I have, they're always going to be fun and awesome and tell us everything we want to hear, right? No, good friendships sometimes have friction. Good friendships tell you stuff you don't want to hear. Good friendships will say things to you that will build you, that should uplift you, that should encourage you, that should change you, that should speak life to you, that should do everything in you to push you forward into your destiny. These are godly friendships. You don't need a certain number of friends, you just need a number of friends you can be certain of. Hello. I have 2,075 friends on Facebook and 15,000 friends on Instagram. Who cares? They're not friends. Do you know all 15,000 of your social media friends? If you do, let's meet afterwards. I want to know how you manage that, right, just from a managing standpoint. We have all these friends, right, today. Oh, they're my friends. Some people track their friends on Instagram, and if they leave them, they're like, hey, why'd you leave me? It's the truth, though. We're so in need of so many friends. And we're having nobody in our corner. We have nobody that we're certain of. We want a certain amount of friends, but we're not certain of the people that we actually can call on to be friends. Today I want us to discover, I want us to understand what it means to be a friend. A Better yet, a godly friend. A godly friend. I say it all the time, you got to surround yourself with the people that are going to take you higher. They're going to take you to greater. They're going to take you to More. If you don't have those friends, I say it, I'm going to say it again. Pray to God in heaven because he will bring those friends to you. He will bring those people around you. You feel alone, you feel left out, pray and ask God to surround yourself. And then when he speaks to you, do what he tells you to do. Like get your butts to church. Get yourselves to O groups. I'm going to preach for a second. I want community. I want to be a part of the church. Well, you don't show up. This isn't me to fill the seats. I don't, something my wife is like. No, honestly, guys, this isn't to fill the seats. God's going to move regardless if you're here or not. Okay? But what he wants you to do, he wants you to get here so you can be a part of the miracle. You can be a part of the strength and you can be a part of the glory. You can be a part of what's happening here in this city and in this church. And you can be strengthened. You can be built up. You can be encouraged so that when you go through your Mondays through Saturdays, you're not getting tossed to the left and the right and like, I have nobody. You have everybody, and you have everything you need right here in Jesus' name. Today, I want each one of us to walk out of here knowing that in order to be a good friend, we need to be good with God first. Being a good friend, a godly friend, carries others when they can't carry themselves. And godly friendship leads you to Jesus. And finally, godly friendship stays in it. Godly friendship stays into it. First thing is this that I want to encourage us with this morning. Is this a good friend is good with God. A good friend is good first with God. Proverbs 12:16 says this again, Proverbs 12:16, the godly give good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. Being a good friend, you got to be good with God. Being a good friend, you got to be close to God. What does good mean? It means close. It means be close to God. It means be be a, be be everything you can with God. Put your life in God's hand. Put your thoughts in God's hand. Put your your, your purpose and your future in God's hand. If you want to be a good friend to somebody, you got to first stop and say, "Am I good with God? Am I good this way? Do I have?" This in order. Am I pursuing Jesus and everything that he has for me? Because if I'm not doing this, it's really hard to do this and do this well. You may make it for a little while. You may be good for some moments, but you're not going to be a good friend forever. we got to be good with God first. And being good, you give godly advice. And the only way you can give godly advice is if you're good with God. Okay, right? Tracking here, right? I want friends that speak into me. I want friends that speak godly advice into me. And the only people and the only way that I know that they're going to speak godly advice to me is because I know that they are good with God. Okay? We have to have people around us, a good friend around us that's going to speak truth. is going to give you hope when it seems dark. is going to push you into a greater call for yourself. See, when you're good with God, you can speak things into people. There's been many points in my life where I, I have felt this. I have felt alone. I have felt lost. And there are godly people, men and women, that have said, hey, JP, I got something to share with you. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know exactly what I'm going through. Have you been watching me? Have you been stalking me? They're like, no, we've been praying for you. And I'm like, man, God, you're that good that you would bring people into my life that are good with you and they're going to be good to me. They're going to be good with you, and they're going to push me. They're going to be good with you, and they're going to make me who I'm called to be. This is what I want. This is what I want, better yet, for you in your life. This is a message that I hope you leave here going, man, I can be encouraged. I can be inspired. I can be strengthened that I'm going to have good people around me that are going to come my way. But I want friends for you that are going to be good with God first. I'm not telling you. Let me say this, okay? You guys know my heart if you come here long enough. I have many friends that don't know Jesus. Okay, I have many people in my life that do not serve the Lord. Okay, I'm not saying this is us versus the world. This is us versus them. You all know my heart if you come to this church. If you have that heart, I'm going to pray with you after this meeting. Okay, and We're going to pray that that heart changes in you. But I'm going to say something. The five people that are closest to you should be the, most, the five most godly people in your life. They should push you. They should spur you. They should challenge you. They should help you to become the person that God's called you to be. And if you don't surround, if you're not surrounding yourself with those people, but you have five other people that are just saying, whatever you want to do, do whatever feels good. Whatever makes you happy. I would encourage you this morning to say, thank you. I'm still going to be cool with you. We're still going to hang out at times and get together. But I need to get over here and I need to be a part of these people that are good with God. Because if I'm going to go to where God's called me to go, I need people around me that are going to say, go to where God has called you to go. Like it's not a us versus them. That's not this at all. It's you and where you're going and where God's called you to go you got to first be good with God. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpening iron, so does one friend to to another. If you are dull and you're not good with God, you're not sharpening anybody. If you're dull, you may give a good moment of advice. You may shoot from the hip at the moment, per se. Can I say it that way? When you got a friend that comes and you may be able to give him a little, little bit but what if you were sharp, because you are sharp with God's spirit, and you're sharp enough to give them not just a little bit, but you give them a whole lot? The, 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 think about this. I, I, I reflected on this, that there's been times in my life where people have come to me and they've asked me for advice. They've asked me for counsel. They've asked me for wisdom. And I haven't had the moment where I need to be with God on that day. I need to get alone. I needed to get in his presence. And so they come and I'm just shooting from the hip, right? I'm just like, oh, this is, this is what's worked. Or this is what's happened in my life. do this, do that. It's not bad, but what if I knew God at that day fully, I understood what he was speaking, I understood what he was saying for that day, I got in his word, and when that person came to me, I wonder if just maybe I just didn't shoot from the hip, but I was like, here's everything. <laughs> Some of you are like, I don't know if I want to come ever talk to you, ever. <laughs> because if you're good with God, you're going to be able to sharpen other people. If you're not, you're going to be dull. Dull. There's not another word. Dull. I pray today that we are sharpened, that we are sharpened by God's spirit. Being good with God means being close with God. I think of these boys, right, in Mark, and that story. I think of them from the beginning of the story, right? And I think about, man, Jesus had been moving, he'd been operating, he'd been going across, and people heard the buzz, people knew about Jesus. I I just think in my mind and in my heart, I, I think that these boys were good with God. Okay? They were good with God. They knew that Jesus was there on earth. They knew that Jesus was moving. He was speaking. He was healing. He was delivering. They had the the hearts resolved that Jesus was there. I believe that the only way that these four friends could carry their friend, that mind you, it says that he was paralyzed his life. His entire life, this young man was paralyzed. You talk about something that is really hard and something that you, you just can't imagine. This young boy was paralyzed, and his four friends said, hey, I just, I, just, I just think of the room right before they left. And they're sitting around, and they're like, it's today. He's going to get healed today. <laughs> Jesus is here today. We, we know Jesus, we've heard the, the, the scriptures talk about the king that's to come, the savior that's to come, the redeemer that's to come. He's here, we're good today, we're, we're with him today. We're going we're gonna to take our friends, and you just have those four friends, right? Each one of them has a different gifting, right? The one's like, let's just go, come on! The other one's like, i got to calculate everything, every step of every way. You know you have these friends, right? right? The other one's like, I'm just here, I'm just here, like I'm just here, whatever you guys want to do, right? And then you have the prayer warrior over here, in Jesus' name, let's get after it today. Like I just think of this way, right? But they all were good with God. They were all good with God. And in order to be a good friend, they were good with God. In order to carry their friend, they were good with God. I think of these friends this way. If you want to be a good friend, and you want to have good friends around you, be good with God. Get close to God. Can I say this this morning? I'm going to. Stop being afraid of God's presence. Some people in this room this morning, you're afraid because you're afraid if you walk into the presence, if you walk into that time where it's just you and God, he's going to speak some things off your life. He's going to call some things off your life. He's going to take some things. It's never that God's taking away just to take away. He's always taking away so that he can give more. There's always more with God. So as friends, as people, be good with God. Get close to God. Yeah, it's a church old saying, right? Read the word, pray, worship. But I'm here to say, hey, man, there's people in the city that desperately need you. They need you. You may be the only Jesus that they ever see. Hello. You may be the only person they ever interact with that has the good news of Jesus Christ inside of them. So guess what you need to be? Good with God. You need to be close to God so you don't miss the moments. I'm going to preach a message down the road. It's going to be, don't miss the moments. Okay? Just Make that a mental note. Because I think people are missing moments all the time because we're not getting alone with God. We're not spending time with God. And so we just go through our day and we're just like, oh, I got so much to do. And there's people that are literally right next to you that are in pain, that are hurting, that are suffering. And we're just missing the moments. When you're good with God, you don't miss the God moments. And everybody said? Let's be good with God, amen? So we can be good. Friends, second thing is this. A godly friendship carries you. Godly friends, they should carry you. Godly friendships should carry you. Have you ever had to carry something that was a little bit heavy? Cities constantly, people are constantly moving, right? I can't tell you how many people we've moved in the past, like, th- three years being here. It's, like just con- it's just the city, right? You're getting new apartments. You're getting new places. We're always carrying stuff. And half the time, I'm like, well, I-, <laughs> I will pay you just to get some other people to come do this because some of the stuff is heavy. <laughs> I'm like, at the point, like, I'm like, I'll just take up an offering, and we'll bless you and help you move that way because that's the kind of friend I am. Anyways, we went to- but there are some times where we carry heavy stuff, right? I remember when I was a little kid. I actually called my dad to confirm, how old was I, dad? He said, you were 12. I said, I was 12, cool. So imagine me as a 12-year-old, right? Uh, Crazy, not really in tune with everything going on. Um, But I was like, I was a little bit strong, right? Strong, whatever that word means at 12. Um, And and I remember my dad had this truck come and deliver something to the house. And I was like, dad, what is this? And he was like, oh, this is an 800-pound wood-burning stove. That we're going to carry down four stairs into our basement around the corner around this and put it right here in our living room. And I said, oh, cool, 800 pounds. He said, yeah. I said, Dad, are we, uh, you, me, is this happening? He's like, no, son, trust me. I don't have that much faith in you. I was like, okay, praise God. I was like, right, right, right. I was like, oh, no, this is not happening. So he calls three of his buddies over. And I'm telling you, these three men are big boys, right? My dad is a big guy. Right? And these three men are big. I'm like, Dad, you found the three biggest friends you could find. He's like, yes, I did. This thing is 800 pounds. But when you know when something's, like, awkward, it it feels like it's more weight than 800 pounds because it's, like, you got to get little, like, little handles like this, and this is all you're handing with is, like, your fingertips. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it wasn't like this. Let's get the straps. Let's get the sliders today. They didn't have that back then. Right? So he's like, you here, you here, you here, and JP, you right there. And I'm like, me? (laughs) All right. (laughs) You know, because I'm 12. (laughs) And he's like, all right, on the count of three, we're going to lift it down the stairs, and we're going to move it in one, one swoop, right? And I was like, yeah, we got this. I'm like looking around at these guys. They're like ready. They're like, like Let it, let's do it. And he's like, one, two, three. And they pick it up, right? And I'm picking it up like this, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm making the faces like, oh, oh. I'm breathing. I'm grunting. I'm like, yeah, yes, guys, come on. Ah, ah. My dad's like helping, and everyone's like, come on. You know, it's like this like real manly thing. I don't know what's going on. We get it to the to the house, we move it around the stairs, and we get it, we get it in around this door, and we, we set it down, and everyone's like, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh. And I'm like joining with them, like, yeah, ah, oh. I didn't carry a single pound of that thing. <laughs> no, no, like full-on confession. Like I was like grinting and doing, ah! I was like, I could have just walked away and they still would have kept doing it. I was like, oh, I got this. I didn't do a thing. I didn't touch a thing. I made all the noises. I acted really good. I got done with my dad. I was like, dad, I need a nap. He's like, yeah, son, go take a nap. I was like, yes. (laughs) He's like, that was good work, son. High five. I was like, yeah, dad. uh." Later on, he's like, you didn't do a thing, did you? I was like, "Nah." (laughs) So good. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But these men literally carried the whole thing down those stairs and into those rooms, and through those rooms and to where it was. I acted like I was carrying weight to help take the weight off, but I wasn't at all. I wasn't helping one bit. This is how we operate in friendships and relationships. We want to think of ourselves as carrying others. But the question today is, are we? Are you making the noises? Are you acting, liking on social media? Are you commenting like besties forever, right? That's the second week in a row I've used besties. Don't ever let me say that again. Like, oh, I so love you. We love this and that. Like, we're so good today to just throw out stuff, right? We're the generation that just throws out compliments, but there's nothing behind it. We act like we're carrying weight all the time. I'm with you, man. Are you? Because when it gets tough, are you? Are you staying loyal enough to carry the weight of someone's enough? Because, see, Proverbs 17, 17 says a friend is always loyal. Always loyal. It says a brother is born for a time of adversity in another translation. There. It's loyal and they're always there in times of adversity. Are you staying loyal enough? Are you are you carrying people's enough? You know what I mean? Like when people say, I've had enough. You ever been there? I've had enough. And are we willing to say, you know what? I know you've had enough, so I'm gonna carry your enough. Because I know my God is enough. Oh, that 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 was really good. Like Okay, are we willing to say, I know you've going through it. I know that you're at, you're enough. You're done. But I know the God that is more than enough. And I'm going to stick with you. And I'm going to stay with you. And I'm going to pick you up when you can't pick yourselves up. This is what good friends, this is what godly friends do. These boys carried their friend. Right? They're in the room. They got it all settled. They're like, this is it. And they say they pick him up on a mat. And there's four bros walking their friend down. This man couldn't do it. He was at his enough. He couldn't just get up and walk. He was paralyzed. And the friends said, no, we're going to carry you. When you can't carry yourself, we're going to carry you. They didn't care about the what about my life. They didn't care about the time constraint on their lives. They didn't look at each other and say, I don't think today going to work. We do this. Jesus is there. I don't think today is going to work. Right? They didn't do that. They didn't care about the way of how to do this. You know, they they got a mat. They picked up a mat. They just did it. They were there. They didn't care about the journey, walking through the streets. They didn't care about the weight of him. They didn't care how heavy he was. They just were gonna get him to Jesus. They didn't care about the crowd. They didn't care about what others told them, how crazy they were to do something like this. They didn't care about anything. They didn't care that there was no way to get in the door, so they drilled a hole through the roof. That's how much they didn't care like, we're going to carry our friend to Jesus. We're going to carry him when they can't carry himself. Some of you need some friends in your life that are going to carry you when you can't carry yourself. Some of you need to be a friend that's going to carry others around you, knowing that they can't carry themselves anymore. This is what we're called. This is pure gold. This is wisdom. This is discernment. This is life. Because a good friend carries. They cared about carrying him when he couldn't himself. See, when you get filled with Jesus and his spirit, You get filled with the desire to be there. I believe this. If you actually understood what Jesus did, what he gave, everything up, everything. He gave his rightful position in heaven, perfect, up for us. When we get that, we should get filled with such a burden to be there for people. We should mourn with those with more. That mourn. We don't read that scripture that much anymore. Oh, just you'll get over it. It'll be fine. We're good. Move forward. Scripture tells us mourn with those that mourn. Be happy and joyful with those that are happy. Don't just give up. When's the last time you sat with a friend who was in a crisis? When's the last time you wept alongside them? When you didn't leave the apartment because the calendar was calling you, you stayed in the apartment, you stayed in the place, you stayed in the position wherever they were at, you stayed with them, knowing that, yeah, my calendar's full, my schedule's booked, but at the end of the day, I trust God with this. I need to be here for these people, I need to sit here, I need to go through this with them because they're not gonna go through it alone. When's the last time you called, you invested, you poured into, you strengthened them? When's the last time you fought for someone else's justice? When's the last time we're good at pray God for unity in the city? When's the last time you actually stepped out into the city and caused unity? Hello. Pray all you want, but God says pray and then go do. See, this is what we're called to do. Well, pastor, it's too messy. It's too hard. It's too extreme. Well, let me just say this. Jesus' cross was messy. It was hard and it was extreme. And I'm not sitting here telling you to follow JP. I'm saying follow me as I follow Christ. Right? If Christ's cross was messy, was extreme, was hard, then my life for somebody else is going to be messy, it's going to be extreme, it's going to be hard. I'm going to love people to the feet of Jesus. I'm going to carry them when they can't carry themselves. Will you today come to the resolves of your heart by the power of the Spirit to say, I'm going to be a friend that carries others when they can't carry themselves? The last thing is this. Three th- or third thing is this. i got to hurry. Godly friendship leads you to the feet of Jesus. See, the boys and Mark, they carried their friend when he couldn't. And it says they lowered him. Where, Mark says? Literally at the feet of Jesus. I just think that there was the one really, like, logical, really deep-thinking kid, like, was good with numbers and and math and all that stuff. He was like, yeah, yeah, I can hear his voice. Like, this is where he's at. Drill, right here, right? Nobody else thinks this way. They just knew where Jesus was standing. Come on, seriously? There was probably that friend like, yeah, no, move it over to right here. Right here. Drill the hole right here. Because right here is where Je- Jesus, because it says a crowd. It wasn't like Jesus was moving through the crowd, he was standing right there. And the friends had the wherewithal to say, you know what? We're not only gonna carry him, we're not only gonna get him to the roof, we're not only gonna drill, we're gonna drill a hole right where Jesus' feet are. See, if you wanna be a good friend, carry your friends to the feet of Jesus. Walk your friends through life together. Do life together. Speak truth to them in love. Carry them with wisdom. Carry them with strength. Take them to the feet of Jesus. A practical way, pray for your friends. I want deeper theology. Really? These boys took their friend to the feet of Jesus and it was Jesus' job and responsibility to love them and pray and heal them and deliver them. Our job is just to take them to Jesus. Our job is to lift their spirits up when they can't themselves. Our job is to push people to know Jesus, to get them to the feet of Jesus, and to love them while Jesus then ministers to those people. Our friendships should all, your friendships, they should push you to Jesus. This is a reflection moment. Are your friends pushing you to Jesus? Are your friends letting you settle? Are your friends letting you settle? Are your friends pushing you to Jesus so that you can be all who God's called you to be? And the last thing is this, and the band's going to come up. We're going to pray. Is this encouraging you? Guys, this this is needed for this city today. We need to be godly friends, godly people that care about people. Care about it. Listen, I say it all the time, if you cut God's heart open, what would come out of it? People. That's what I believe. People of every tribe, of every race, of every color, of every whatever, people. Right? And we're so consumed with just me. Me, 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 This is the life. This is the life today of everybody. Just me. Get get whatever I can get. Pad this. Do this. It's about everybody else. It should be at least. The last thing is this. Godly friendships stay In it, Proverbs 26 says this. Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? You all have a friend, or hope maybe, let me just tell you. I have a friend. I have a lot of friends. But I have have one friend in particular that I remember all the time that when we were down at the university, it was a guy that I just picked up the phone and called no matter what was going on. And he was like there, like in seconds. It was like crazy. I was like, did you teleport here? Like how did you get here so fast? I literally called you two minutes ago. His name was Drew, and Drew was a, a roommate of mine. He was there through thick and thin, through a lot of my life. My first couple years at college, you guys know me. If you, if you know me, you know this. It was like I was lost. I was in dark places. And Drew was always there no matter what. He was a godly friend. He prayed for me. He cared for me. Even when I was like, dude, get away from me. I don't want your prayers. I just want to live for me. I was like, no, I'm going to stick in this with you. And he was always that friend. And I remember there was a moment that we had to handle a situation at the university. It was really hard. It was really dark. And there was like, uh, I had to handle this. As a 26, 7-year-old, I had to handle a very dark, hard situation. It was like one of those moments where you look back and you're like, man, that was like crazy what I had to walk into. And I'm like scrolling through my phone, and I'm like, who do I call? Who? Oh, Drew, 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 hey, you there? Yeah, man, what's up? Now, mind you, he's got two kids at this time. He's not too far from me. I'm like, Drew we got to handle this. I'll be there. Click. I'm like walking to this situation. He's already there. I'm like, literally, are you an angel? I'm like, what are you doing? you like wings, like here. <laughs> like what? <laughs> How does this happen so fast? He's like, I'm here. I'm here. And I said, Drew, we're about to walk into a situation that's really hard, really dark. Are you ready? He's like, I think so. Let me take five minutes to go pray. He went and prayed for five minutes and then walked back. He's like, I'm ready. I'm like, all right, we're ready. And we walked in. We had to tackle something so hard. But you know what? He stayed in it. Because I could have explained to him, I could have explained to somebody, some of you in this room, you would have been like, I think that's a little too crazy for me. Right? No, but what I want for you is I want friends that are going to stay in it with you. That when you call them and you're going through the worst of the worst, the lowest of lows, or you're on the highest of highs, they're like, we're going to be with you. We're not going to leave you. We're not going to abandon you. We're not going to forsake you. We're going to stay in it with you. These friends in the book of Mark, they stayed with their friend all the way up. They didn't lower him to the feet of Jesus and say, you're good. Right? Because I, I, they did everything they should have, right? They lowered him to the feet. They took him to the feet of Jesus. They laid him before Jesus. No, they stayed there. And I just imagine them peeking through the window like, Jesus, heal him. Heal him right now. And then they're like, he's healed. They're like, "Yes! Yeah! Come on. Let's go outside. Let's go outside. We're going to go play 12 rounds of golf and do whatever else we can do. Because you're healed and you're delivered. I'm staying with you through the miracle. I'm going to stay with you. This is how good we should be. Because you know why? This is my close. Final close. We're done. You want to know why? Because this is how good Jesus is to you. This is who Jesus is. He's a friend of sinners. He's a friend of the lost. He stays with you through thick and thin. He stays with you when you can't carry yourself. He stays with you when everyone else seems to abandon you. This is how good our God is.